Eight o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim Davis along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Sour brought to you by Preston Lee, a country financially believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let them help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee, Country Financial. All right, Broncos, according to reports, are going to hire Declan Doyle, former Saints offensive assistant, to be the new uh, tight ends coach. Zach Strafe is going to be the Broncos' offensive line coach after a stint as the assistant line coach in New Orleans. And now we could have the first really, really big hire, though. Not that Zach Strafe and the offensive line isn't really important or Declan Doyle, because they are, but when it comes to coordinators, Rex Ryan, according to the NFL Network, has the inside track on being the Broncos' next defensive coordinator, but the Broncos have requested an interview with Vance Joseph. Yes, that Vance Joseph. The one that used to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Arizona Cardinals' recent defensive coordinator. Yes, Denver has asked to talk to Vance. Your reaction to that today? There's quite a few. Let's see. um, From Ruben. Let's see, this is actually from yesterday we didn't get to. Let's go to the ones today. We'll we'll throw those in the microwave coming up in a little bit. Let's see. Morning, guys. Jim, you say that Vance Joseph has a bad track record as a DC, but how many times did they win practice when he was the coach for us? Really, though, I don't know about you guys, but if they're going to rehash old Broncos coaches, I would much rather have Wade Phillips come back instead of Joseph or Fangio. Wade's got got work this weekend. XFL. Mm-hmm. It's the head coach, I believe, in Houston. I think that's where Wade is the coach of the Roughnecks. So he's busy. He's got he's got head coaching responsibilities, Jared. Yeah, he's got stuff stuff on his plate. Let's see, <laughs> Jim, that crate with Vance Joseph in it. Yeah, non non fragile. Do not handle with care. Or uh, to go back to Christmas it's not story. not an Italian. Yeah. Not, not, go back to yeah Christmas story. Non-fragile. Go ahead and knock it around. Fragile. It's okay. Fragile. Uh, from Tony. It's like they're reusing toilet paper to hire Vance Joseph. Ow. Ooh. That's gross. Ooh. That's. Yeah. Ooh. Let's see. From Dom. Was my initial reaction. If anybody can get. Uh, production out of Aunt Joseph. It has to be Sean Payton. Autocorrect got him. Yeah. Vance Joseph, not Aunt Joseph. And as uh, Michael Scott with the uh, gif of no God, please no. Let's see. Kurt. Um, Denver already had one of the best DCs in the league. Why did they let him go? Because he didn't want to stay. In a Giro Vero. He, he didn't want to stay there. I mean, come on, let's be honest. With Sean Payton, they sat down and interviewed. And if you're Sean Payton, why wouldn't you just want a guy that has already done an outstanding job there, young coach, you'd want him, right? I would think for Sean Payton. I mean, unless he got his 
if he had a guy, right? If it was going to be Vic, mm-hmm. he already had a guy. This is my guy. Sorry, Ajiro. I know you've done a great job here, but this is the guy that I want. That's not the feeling that came about, was it? It yeah. was, I, I came here to work for Nathaniel Hackett. He got fired. I don't feel comfortable staying here. I'm going to go someplace else. Well, and apparently Ajiro Aviro is on a higher tier than what Sean Payton's aiming at with Vic and Vance, right. Joe Woods, Rex. Rex. Ajiro is a little bit higher quality than that, so maybe they didn't want to do that. No one can overshadow the head coach, maybe. Right? Uh, yeah, well, but then he's bringing Rex Ryan comes in. I mean, this is a guy That's true. that is a bombastic. That's literal shadow. Yeah, literal. Over the I mean, it's a guy that's big. He's loud. He can dominate a presser. He's been a head coach. I mean, if, you, if you're if you Sean Payton and you wanted some low-key guy, mm-hmm. well, then Vance Joseph's perfect. But then why why do they talk to Rex Ryan then? If you're wanting a if you want a DC that's going not going to challenge you in terms of of, of sound bites. Let's see from Robert, everything feels wrong in Denver not hiring Coach Aviro. Uh, something about brought on a ba- brought on a bad moon. Okay, I just you know. He I mean, they hired did. him to be defensive coordinator, and they went five and twelve. So, I the mean, defense was apparently was, hiring him and didn't work. So now, not hiring him, they're going to yeah, try that. Statistically, their defense was one of the better ones in the league. But yeah, I know what you're saying. That the result was they still won five football mm-hmm. games, and though their defense gave them a chance to win most of those games, they lost what nine one score games. So I did not know Jiro Aviro was this celebrated deity, though. I, I would like him, but you know I, him not being hired is now a you know curse on the franchise. I didn't. I, I didn't know that. I'm. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's unfortunate because he's a good young coach. Would have been nice if he could have stayed in Denver. He didn't want to stay. If if a guy doesn't want to stay, you can't you can't make him stay. Mm-hmm. If he didn't feel comfortable working there and. Apparently the meeting with Sean Payton, while I'm sure there was professional mutual respect, he felt like it was time to move on. Then okay, then you got to move on. You got to hire somebody else. And maybe that maybe there wasn't even professional respect. Maybe they're just throwing punches. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe they could have. I, Who knows? I I find it hard to believe that that happened. I, but it may not have gone swimmingly. It may not have gone well. Maybe and robes it, and doves and the whole thing. And Sean just, Payton was unimpressed. I'm I'm just saying that, yeah, that there was that obviously. There was not enough either to convince Sean Payton to hire a Giro Vera to be mm-hmm. stay as the DC. He was, you know, under contract for him to stay in Denver, convince him to stay in Denver, or Vero didn't want to stay in Denver. I just I feel bad for Sean Payton. He's banished to the seventh circle of hell for not hiring a Giro Vero. It's very unfortunate. Results be damned. He's just yeah. been banished. And it's once again. I you're feel not, bad for you're him. You're not saying that to me because I'm not saying no, it's I know. I'm just, it's good young coach. Yeah. Too bad it didn't work out. You got to move on. Right. It's, no, it's not, not like it's not I'm like not saying the, that to you. I just think it's hilarious. Like it's like they're doomed now. Yeah. They're doomed because they didn't keep him. No, they're not doomed. They're gonna fall from. Stop that. 
the 26th. They are not doomed. They're going to fall from a top 10 draft pick to a top 2 draft pick. I, I just think that's just ridiculous what it's... They're not doomed. It's not over. They've been the world is not kind of going bad to come to an end because they didn't hire yeah. him. They've been kind of bad for a few years now. It really. Uh, but anyway, we we move on here. Yeah. That according to uh, NFL Network, Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofalo, who Aaron Rodgers says doesn't know what's going on. Rappaport. Yeah. So take that for so. Rap she does know what he's talking about. Rex Ryan. Little sexy Rexy mm-hmm. could be the Broncos' next DC. That uh, Rappaport tweeting comeback? Question mark. Rex Ryan has emerged as a top candidate for the Broncos' defensive coordinator job. Per me and Mike Garofolo, Ryan has been on ESPN after being fired by the Bills in 2016. If all goes well, he could be headed back to the NFL. My take is this. Yeah, okay. It's been it's been a while. 2016. Barefoot practices coming in. <laughs> Hey uh, guys, when you're running coach Patrick Ryan, when you're running coach Ryan, wine in there too. Uh, make, make sure you make sure you you have no open toed yeah. shoes. Make sure we, divas only practice. <laughs> just let is Re- that dating? Rex myself comes in the locker room. You know, make sure the first thing you cover yeah. up your feet. Okay, make sure you cover that up first. Shower shoes optional. Coach Coach Ryan has a little little. Little problem with that. Yeah. He's still working through He's it. He's not shy. He's just looking down for other reasons. So, on the serious side of this, by <laughs> the way, feet. I think it could be a really good move. I do. I think it could be. Can the two personalities coexist? And we've talked about that. I mean, Sean Payton worked with Rob. Yeah. Worked with his long-haired brother, twin brother, Rob. Was his defensive coordinator. Was Peyton's defensive coordinator in New Orleans. So, I mean, there's he knows what it's like mm-hmm. to work with Orion. And it's, if they don't hire him, then it could be hexy-rexy, right? It could be jinxed. Could be. No, I, I he knows what it's like to work with Orion. They've both been around the league long enough. They probably know each other to some extent. And... Like we've we've talked about, we've talked about it for a couple days now, that in the Broncos defensive coordinator coaching search, once it was obvious that Jero Avero was not coming back, this is not the most ridiculous name in in the bucket, right? That would be Vance Joseph, and then Vic Fangio, and then probably Rex Ryan after that, because we've talked about it with Fangio coming, and it's. Kind of the same theory. Does Vance Joseph want to come back to a place where he got canned because he was not a very good head coach to be a defensive coordinator? Now, most of the guys that he coached are probably gone at this point, now four years removed. But the same kind of theory applies, just with a little bit more time of separation. Like, if you're Vance Joseph, we poke a lot of fun at bringing Vance Joseph back. But if you're Vance, why would you backtrack like that? Where... Again, it's kind of the same Vic Fangio principle, right? If this team fails with Vance Joseph as the defensive coordinator, well, you can just hang that around Vance Joseph's neck and Sean Payton kind of doesn't have to worry about it for a year or two or as long as Vance Joseph's here. You just kind of be like, eh, it wasn't my fault. This guy was bad, brought him in. He's still bad. With Rex Ryan, there's the 
the record of success as a DC. And yeah. once again, we we want to I, I think encourage this that you don't sit around and fixate on what Rex Ryan's record was as a head coach, which wasn't nearly as bad as everybody wants to make it out to be. No, he did. I mean, once again, he went to two AFC Championship games. That that's pretty darn good in my book. Yeah, you take away a four and twelve, and he's fifty-seven and fifty-four as a head coach. He had two losing seasons. Well, he was seven and eight with Buffalo. So, right. but losing actual losing seasons, he was six and ten and four and twelve. Other than that, he was either seven and eight or better. Now, a handful of eight and eights right in there, and you know you're kind of in the middle ground. But sure. Nine and seven. He went eleven and five with Mark Sanchez as his quarterback. That's that's pretty good. That's that's impressive. Jets had really good defenses during mm-hmm. that period of time. I'm looking. It was fifteen years for Dick Vermeil. Now, of course, Dick yeah. came back to be a head coach, not a coordinator. But for people who are going, oh, he's been, he's been away from the game for you know that long since 2016. In comparison to Dick Vermeil. Yeah, Not, and, and he won. And, and won a Super Bowl. He went to two and three years. Two, yeah, won one. You know, and former Broncos great quarterback Mark Sanchez, when he was with the Jets, was a 54% passer. So it wasn't like he. it was the offense. They, that, they, yeah, they, they won on their defense. Yeah, they didn't ride the arm of Mark Sanchez no. to two AFC championship game appearances. They were sixth in points, third in yards, Sixth in passing yards, third in rushing yards, and their defense play in and play out were really good. Second shortest time of possession per drive, third fewest amount of plays, shortest average drive per possession for the opponent, and sixth in points per drive. That's being good from whistle gun to whistle. Right. Right. That's not just well, you know what? They took advantage of this. They took advantage of, and they played some this or that. No, they were good every single drive. They were good on third down. For the they most got, part, they, they were good on third down they, that they, eleven and five season. Yeah, they, they got they got their they they got the opposing offense off the yep. field, gave their offense, which was not spectacular, but good mm-hmm. but good enough, right? Yeah. To give them a chance to win eleven football games. Russ last year was better than what Mark Sanchez was that yeah. year. So you just make the defense that much better, and you turn it over to what Russ turned out to be the last two games without Nathaniel Hackett. Right. Who knows what the ceiling on this team could be? Yeah. I Initially, when we heard this, it's like, really? Rex Ryan? Really? And then you, you look in, into the numbers, and you go back to what he did. Mm-hmm. you got to look at his numbers as the a Ravens, interviewing for Yeah, him. as a Ravens DC and the influence he had on the Jets – as the head coach, and certainly mm-hmm. his fingerprints are all over their defense, he makes a lot of sense. He does. Vance Joseph? I agree. Uh, no, Not as much sense. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. All right. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, who his name has been you know, bantered about time and time again to be a head coach in the league. Well, you know, that opportunity is not going to happen this time around. But according to reports that uh, this is from Josh Alper, Pro Football Talk today, that uh, the former CU Buff great, offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, will interview with the Washington Commanders that uh, for their top offensive assistant coaching position. Is this a case where 
where Bienemy feels like I've got to get out from under the shadow of Andy Reid. I've I've got to go someplace and, and I have to show teams that I I I've learned enough as the offensive coordinator, I've learned enough from Andy Reid that I'm a head coach candidate because I'm my own guy. I'm my own man. I'm not just taking what Andy Reid tells me to do and relaying that I'm my own guy. I have my own offensive mind, my own abilities to be a head coach, and he's got to go someplace else to prove that. That's kind of the feeling I'm getting here now, isn't it? That that it's yeah. he's got to he's got to show that he can do it someplace else, and it's not Andy Reid that that makes him successful. That he plays a role. If he goes someplace else in the offense, like in Washington, clicks. Mm-hmm. Then hey, look, Eric Bieniemy. A lot of that was Eric Bieniemy with Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Yeah, and. I don't think it's a lot of necessarily be enemy. I think it's some of the is from the media landscape, and we play a part in it as well. When be enemy was up for jobs, it's like, well, how much is he really doing? And we know Andy Reid's the architect of the offense. We know Patrick Mahomes is a generational talent. What is Eric be enemy doing? And I feel like part of it's on him that you know maybe this is not his feeling, but he knows that. In order to prove himself, he's got to go somewhere else. But I agree with RG3. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, I don't really know if I want to make a lateral move to right. just the commanders. Just to prove that I'm... Just to prove that cap- I can do it. Because then if you go out there and Sam Howell is not a great quarterback, you're in a no-win situation. Then it's like, oh, see, it was Reed. It oh, was. See, it was and, yeah. and Mahomes, it was like who he right. had. and. It's and, nothing. And then do they move the goalposts again? Like, well, you know, Sam Howell was a highly rated draft pick. All right, let's see what you do. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, right? I, if I, I agree with RG3 about Eric Bieniemy. Unless somebody offers you a head coaching job, what's the. And if you don't really want to leave Kansas City, what's the harm in staying there? But then again, also, do you not get that opportunity because people don't believe you're able to do it? Right. Because you haven't gone someplace else and replicated. Mm-hmm. Something close to that success, like he had in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a difficult spot to be in. Mm-hmm. I I agree with what he's saying. It's why why do you take the lateral move? Right. Well, and Maybe it's not a foregone mm-hmm. conclusion. He's the coach in waiting in Kansas City either. No, you know, there's a lot of that floating around. Like, well, maybe he's just waiting for Andy Reid. That's that's not a given. No things I've read and heard. All right, one final thing that uh, Justin Fields. Bears quarterback used to be your quarterback at Ohio State. Yay! That uh, he was on uh, a podcast and saying that he hopes that the Bears build a dome stadium because it's tough to throw in the wind. He said, "I don't care if it's at Arlington Heights. I don't care where we go. I just hope we get a dome." The chances that he ever gets to play in that dome, how good are they? Yes or no? He they build a dome eventually. And he's there playing as their quarterback. 0.0. I agree. I'm going to bet that look they're looking long and hard at the quarterbacks this year. Is he on the team? Maybe. Is he the starting quarterback? No. No. All right. By the way, want to uh, congratulate our winners for Pile Pig Skin Pick'em. And thank you for everybody to play this year. Uh, our overall points winner goes to Jeremy Davis. No relation, by the way. Don't anybody think there was nepotism involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wins the $500 gift card to Play It Again Sports. Uh, thank you again to Play It Again Sports. And the Big Green Egg 13-inch Minimax Charcoal Kamado Grill and Smoker, courtesy of our friends at Fruta Co-op. And then our uh, 
Grand Prize winner Steve Siminer wins a $500 gift card to Play It Again Sports. So thanks again to Play It Again Sports and, of course, our friends out at uh, Fruita Co-op Country and uh, Kistner Motors for sponsoring Pile Pigskin Pick'em this season. Mark Johnson, voice the Buffaloes, coming up in just a moment. But uh, we have Danielle with us this morning. She's with uh, the Harmony uh, Pet Rescue, and it's the uh, Pet Adoption Fair that's coming up on Friday and Saturday, noon to 6, at the Redlands Community Center. Going to have uh, vendors out there and lots of animals looking for their forever home. Danielle joins us. Danielle, thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you for having me. So tell us about uh, the Harmony Pet Adoption, what you folks are doing. Obviously, uh, another wonderful organization here in the Valley that's uh, trying to find homes for for pets that uh, that need that forever home. Yes, and to do so, we are actually having the sale of the season at Redlands Community Center, uh, where we will be selling lots and lots of donated items for the community to purchase to support our rescue. We will also have some available animals for adoption there. So you can buy some of these things and then, of course, uh, leave with uh, a, a, a pet that uh, will certainly uh, be, like I said, find a forever home for that uh, that pet. Now, as far as what are we talking about, things that you're selling, give us an idea of some of the vendors that will be out there. I will list some of the items that we have. For your listeners, we will have lots of sports memorabilia available. We will also have jewelry, designer purses, vintage clothes, Southwest decor, plants, books and DVDs. We have something for everyone at this sale that benefits our rescue. Danielle with the Harmony Pet Adoption with us. How long has Harmony been around? Ever- so Harmony has been a nonprofit here in Grand Junction since 2018. Okay, so been been a few years now. Uh, yes. As far as how many pets do you typically have at your place? What are we talking mostly? Dogs? What What does it look like? Because we have other obviously animal rescue facilities in town, organizations in town. What does that look like for Harmony Acres in terms of the the kind of pets that you provide, uh, you try to find homes for? Yes, so we rescue small animals at our facility, Harmony Animal Matchmaker. We have about 60 dogs. We have about a dozen cats. Then we have some guinea pigs and rabbits also looking for their forever homes. Yeah, so not not just dogs, but uh, lots of other uh, smaller animals that uh, certainly need that forever home as well. And so this is uh, noon to 6 o'clock, coming up Friday, tomorrow, and Saturday at uh, the Redlands Community Center on Broadway. That's right. Yeah, so it's right there. Just go up the hills. You go west out on Broadway, and it's noon to 6. Anything else you want to let people know about with this? I just want to let everyone know we picked the best of the best items to be there, and so get there early. There is something for everyone. Some great bargain shopping, and it goes to help Harmony uh, Pet Adoption with what they do, the good work they do, trying to find forever homes for animals. Danielle, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in once again. That's coming up tomorrow, noon to 6, and Saturday, noon to 6, at the Redlands Community Center on Broadway. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Mark Johnson, voice the Buffaloes, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line from Tempe, Arizona. Buffs take on the Sun Devils tonight here on the team. Mark Johnson joins us. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Jim, good morning. Uh, how are things out Tempe way today? I'm sure uh, quite a bit warmer than here on the western slope. We got uh, quite a quite a bit of snow yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you it's not like that down here. Yeah, <laughs> When I left my place, we'd gotten, I think we were creeping up on a foot by the time we, we finally left. And 
Yeah, sunny and gorgeous here in Tempe. Spring training's about ready to get going, and so there's a lot of talk about baseball down here. And, and uh, yeah, got a little more summery feel. Oh, no doubt about that. Now for the Buffaloes uh, taking on uh, Arizona State tonight. Arizona State eighteen and eight on the season. The Buffs fourteen and twelve. And and for Colorado, you know, trying to put themselves in a position maybe for the the NIT moving forward. These are these are important games here, Mark. At the of course they they still have the hope that hey go on a run like the Buffs did so many years ago and win the Pac-12 tournament and qualify for the NCAA tournament, but but right now it's improving that resume maybe for the NIT. Yeah, you're, you're hopeful, and, and even that's not, not a guarantee. I mean, you know, uh, the way they sit right now, every game they've got ahead of them is a team sitting ahead of them. And they've got Utah once again, two Arizonas, as you're talking about, beginning tonight with Arizona State, the two L.A. schools, uh, UCLA maybe the best team in the league. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a challenge at this point. You know, I was saying, I was on a show a couple of days ago, and I said, the guy brought up the NIT, and I said, you know, right now, um, heck, a winning record's not even, you know, at this point guaranteed. I mean, they've got some work to do. This has been a tough season. And, you know, every week when I've been on with you, we've talked about kind of the up-and-down nature of this team. And, and uh, after that loss to Utah on Saturday, I thought Tad Boyle had some very strong, very accurate but strong comments. He talked about the toughness of this team. Now, a lot of times when you say that kind of thing, people kind of you know cringe and, and react a little bit. And and so uh, I asked him to you know kind of expand upon that so people understand. He said, "Listen, we compete, we compete hard, but but plays come down to toughness. And you know those fifty fifty balls. And, and when a guy drops a shoulder, and you know the other day uh, there was a number of guards for Utah that would drop a shoulder and kind of take it hard to the basket. And are you the guy that's going to you know stop that penetration? Are you the guy that's going to draw?" you know, a charge and those kind of things. And, and you know, the, this team lacks a little bit in that area. Um, and those are what, what Ted refers to as toughness plays, not competitive. You know, nobody's quitting. And, and that's the thing that, you know, that's kind of the cardinal sin of sports you never want to say about a team. He said, my team hasn't quit. But he said, I'm not sure my team's tough enough. And so that's uh, something this team's looking for down the stretch of the season, obviously. Yeah, the, the Buffs losing to Utah 73-62. And I think to address the, the toughness comment that the tad made i mean we, we go to rebounding because rebounding is toughness it's position but it's yeah. also physicality it's toughness and the buffs got dominated 41 to 29 on the glass in that game i mean that's that's one of those things i think tad's talking about that's an illustration of it sure. of a lack of toughness by his basketball team you know and in, in, in large part talent has been a good rebounding team this season i think they went into that game like plus four and a half thereabouts or one or two or three in the pac 12 and offensive rebounding that game got a little perverted in terms of that number for a number of reasons. The bus defense was not good, which means uh, ultimately Utah shot very well for the field. At one point, they were shooting up around 67, 68% or something in the first half, which means there aren't many defensive rebounds to be had out there. And so then that perverts that number a little bit as well. But yeah, re- rebounding are tough rebounds. The ones that are you know, really, uh, you know, contested. I think those are the kind of rebounds that you're, you're referring to where, you know, when you don't get those, it becomes down to a little toughness. And, and so, yeah, all, all those things begin to reflect, I think, what Ted was talking about. And, and you know, that one, that's what gets, uh, you know, worrisome about this team or concerning about this team. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's not been a, a, a problem throughout the course of the season, but in one game, you know, like I said, those numbers do get skewed, yep. but it does also – kind of speak a little bit to some of the things that the Tad is is talking about with this basketball yep. team. Uh, Mark Johnson uh, joins us today from uh, Tempe, Arizona, Buffs and Arizona State tonight. Uh, these two play back on December 1st. Uh, Buffs losing a, a close one at the CO Event Center 60-59. to 
that uh, that led to the loss at Washington, and that was a, the stretch where they kind of went two and two, and then put together a, a pretty good uh, little run with uh, the win against CSU and North Alabama, Northern Colorado, and it was that weird kind of funky. We're into conference play for one game and then back out of conference play. So uh, it's their first meeting against the Sun Devils in a very, very long time this season. Yeah, and, and you, you go back to that game. And in fact, I, I said something to Ted the other day. I said that, that that game that you're referring to way back in you know early part of the season was one of those that, that kind of keeps him up. I mean, there's a handful of, you know, right now there's about five games where you look at that Colorado should not have lost. I mean, they, they should be sitting here instead of, uh, what are we right now, 14 and 11. They should be sitting here with, you know, maybe 19 wins and, and, you know, six losses thereabouts. And that was one. Remember that game? Colorado was up substantially in that contest and coughed up a big lead late in the game and ended up losing by one. In fact, um, uh, K.J. Simpson could have had a free foul shot at the very end, would have made this, I think, a four-point game and put it out of reach. And, and Utah came, he missed the foul shot, or two foul shots, actually. And uh, Utah, rather, Arizona State came back and, and hit a bucket and tied it and then went up. And so it's one of those games that, that kind of illustrates everything we've talked about with this team this season. You're at home. You're leading by double digits. All you got to do is close it out, make tough plays, compete down the stretch, on and on and on. And you hit, hit some foul shots, which they hadn't done consistently for, for a good chunk of the year, which has changed here, by the, last, by the way, in the last six games, which is stunningly. I mean, they're, they're, uh, the last six games are one of the best foul shooting teams, not just in, in, uh, in the Pac-12 in the country, for goodness sake. But anyway, uh, you know, that, that, that game kind of, uh, I think, is a, is a microcosm of the season for Colorado. But one of those about five games where they should not have lost. And, and uh, very disappointing even looking back at that one right now. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joins us today from Tempe, Arizona. Buffs take on the Sun Devils tonight on the Team Sports Network pregame at 5.30 for that one. And for Arizona State, I mean, if they're going to you know, hold on to any hopes of making the NCAA tournament, important stretch starting tonight with Colorado. Uh, Joe Lenardi, they're the bracketologist, has uh, ASU as one of the, the next four out after the, the first four out. So right. they're in the that, that final eight, if you will, to, to get into the NCAA basketball tournament, uh, to be in the first four. So if they're going to, like I said, stay in that conversation, they need to get a win tonight against Colorado. Well, and they're one of that group. And really, you look at this league right now, and I think there's two teams that feel safe at this point. It should feel safe, UCLA and Arizona. And, and outside of that, what does that say about this league right now? We're, we're talking about the Pac-12 at this point in time being a two-team league. Now, my assumption would be we'll get we'll probably get a third in by the time it's all said and done. There's still quite a bit of basketball to play, but you know whether you're Utah, uh, which is kind of in a similar position, they're kind of in that in a group like that. Uh, Arizona State certainly is in a group like that. USC is in a group like that as well. Uh, that's got an opportunity, but they've got to finish very strong uh, down the stretch of the season. So, yeah, again, you're playing upper level teams and you're playing motivated basketball teams because even in the case of Arizona. And UCLA, they're playing for some, you know, very high seating situations, and and so that's why this this stretch run of the seats is not going to be easy for the Buffaloes at all. If they're going to make a little bit of noise here, and they're going to put themselves in a position to be in, even be in the conversation of the NIT, they're going to have to earn it down the stretch of the season because it's uh, for for various reasons as we're we're talking about. It's uh, it's it's a challenging stretch. You mentioned UCLA, Arizona. They're safe. They're 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 going to get in. Yep. But what's your gut feeling about a third team? Is it Utah? Is it USC uh, that, that gets in? I, I don't. I don't. I think Arizona State has too much, you know, traffic in front of them to, to get in. But 
which one of those two do you think could be that third team if it is a third team for the Pac-12, Mark? I, you know, it's almost going to depend on what happens in Vegas as well. You know, I, I it, in my view, I kind of think ASU's got a, a good chance, you know. But, but I, I, it, it, when you sit back and look at the resumes of uh, Utah, USC, and, and uh, Arizona State, you know, I, you know, I know Joe, Joe Lenardi's got, you know, them kind of in a pecking order out there. I don't see a great deal of difference between those three. And so it's going to come out of that group. Um, and, you know, unless we have some, you know, odd thing like we did two years ago. Remember when Oregon State got, got just insanely crazy hot at the end of the season and ends up winning, beating Colorado in the Pac-12 championship game and makes the tournament? I think it's going to come from one of those three. Uh, so as to which one, I don't know. I, but I look at you know I've seen Utah once, I've seen USC. Well, I guess technically I've seen all three of them at just once at this point in in uh, first hand. Um, when I look at them, I, I think probably probably USC. I think is the more talented team overall, and so so maybe I give them a little bit of a nod. I don't I don't know. It's it's I'm, I'm kind of splitting hairs with those three right now. Mark Johnson with us today from Tempe, Arizona. We'll have the Buffs and the Sun Devils tonight on the team uh, pregame at 5.30. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Coach Prime at least once in our conversation, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah we've got to talk about Coach Prime, who is, of course, on the NFL Honors Awards, presenting Brian Dibel, the Giants coach, with the uh, the Coach of the Year Award. And you got to love it, where he says, I need all your cousins, your nephews, send them right to Colorado. We good? We don't have no NIL money either, by the way. Kind of wink, wink. You know, at that, I, I mean, that's what. Who would have thought? Like I said once again, you're you're going to have NFL honors, and the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes is up there making his pitch nationally to everybody to come and play for well, Colorado. Well, yeah, what what does that say? So it, it indicates number one, what other college coach would be up there doing that? Yes, I mean, presenting that right. The fact that you've got an NFL Hall of Famer, so you've got one of the greatest players of all time. That's going to put him in venues and opportunities that other college coaches aren't going to have uh, just because of that. And so, you know, it's, it's, I was, you know, yesterday we, we flew down here and had some uh, travel issues and sat in, the, you know, a terminal of an airport for a long, long time, just almost four hours, by the way, by the time we got down here. And, and uh, but so there were different people that were coming over. Obviously, curious, you got a group of, uh, you know, extremely tall young men hanging around. Everyone's like, what's going on here? And so I'd post them by and, as they as they recognize me and, and start talking about this, and, and that was the thing that all of them are saying is about how crazy this is because of the things that he's able to do, or the opportunities that present themselves to him, because of his resume and what he has done that are so far beyond what any other college coach is going to have an opportunity. You know, I mean, you know, not picking on anybody, but you know, Matt Rule wasn't up there, you know, presenting on the you know the, the NFL Honors Show or or. You know, pick your Lincoln Riley or pick any other coach in the country. I don't care because he's unique in who he is and what he is, and that puts him in unique opportunities. And then, so if he did that, I had to, I had to chuckle at that. You know, kind of funny. Um, now, what what's the value of that in and of itself? That one moment? Oh, I don't know. It's good entertainment, but cumulative. I think all of these kind of things we're talking about begin to add up to an advantage because of you know, kind of his persona and who he is, and the legendary, iconic figure that he's become that ultimately then uh, helps the University of Colorado football and, and the University of Colorado athletics overall, you know? So I, I got a big chuckle out of that one. I thought that was outstanding. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it gets the brand out there. It, it gets a, a, yes. the, the, the name out there, and people know, hey, Deion Sanders, University of Colorado, I've, I've got to check out the Buffs this year. i got to see what's going on with CU Buffs football for people that may never have cared 
uh, a lick about University of Colorado football in the past. Now you're going to well, get some people that are going to have a spotlight on it. Like, think of this, Jim. You've got you, you've got him standing there. So you're you're a young, you know, 16, 17 year old kid out there who's a hell of a good football player, and you love college and NFL football. You want to be in the NFL. You're watching the NFL honors. Guess what? You didn't see another college football yeah. coach up there on stage. Exactly. And so it's a it's a totally unique situation. It is a great recruiting tool. I mean, how many guys does I mean? How many kids does he get off of that? I don't know, but it yeah. uh, sure doesn't hurt to cast a wide net, does it? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So, yeah, it's it, it continues just to be fascinating to me, the different ways that uh, the uh, influence of Prime continues to, to show itself uh, for the University of Colorado. Have you uh, been able to get the uh, the rights to the power of Prime yet? Uh, you know, I know I have not. Okay, and uh, you know what I'm learning is just I'm not real important. That's what I'm learning. No, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to talk to me. Nobody wants to, uh, you know, really I, interact with my ideas. So I find know, I that I find that to be hard. I'm to believe, waiting Mark for the, I'm waiting for the opportune time, Jim. What I'll strike. I'll be like a like a you know like a cobra. When the time is right, I will strike on that, and and we'll get that thing nailed down. Okay, because I I, I want to see I want to see you benefit from a from a fantastic idea, the Power of Prime. I think you should <laughs> you need to benefit from that financially, my friend. So. Well. <laughs> I tell you, what, we'll, we'll 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 be very careful where we mention this. I don't want I don't want too many people to hear about it, uh, you know, in and around the influencers around him because I don't want somebody to steal that idea. Exactly. But at least well, I do know this: we've got a tape where we can indicate when it comes down to the legal uh, wrangling to this that it was set on your show. And we know the exact date and time, so I guess we're safe in terms of making sure it's our property when it's all set. Exactly. So you've got you've got the pen in it. You've got you know the the initial you know you got the the tape verification you came up with yep. it now as far as it getting spread out there through this show yeah, i think you're probably pretty safe i don't think it'll probably happen i think you'll be okay <laughs> i think we can keep it pretty much you know on, on you know on, on you know low-key not get it out there if it's on this program sure. well yeah. don't don't sell yourself short i love you know your audience is outstanding and, and i you know they talk to people, and so I just want to make sure that it's not, uh, okay. you know, leaked to the wrong people. Let's put it that way. Well, you're you're giving us way too much credit for uh, for our influence. Hey, Mark, I always appreciate it. Thank you so much, and have a great call tonight when the Buffs take on Arizona State five thirty here on the team. Appreciate it, my friend. All right, guys, take care. Buddy. All right, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes. Still want Mark to wait around. Don't want to miss out on on the copyright on that. Mm-hmm. I just I'm, I'm I'm a little concerned, Buckeye. I don't want him to miss out. Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, T-shirts are all the rage now. You make T-shirts at home if you have the right little, uh, yeah, you know, printing cricket gizmo. I'm just concerned that he's going to lose out on the power of Prime. Yeah. Hopefully, that, hopefully that will not be the case. I think Mark does okay. I think Mark will be all right. I think he'll be all right. But, he'll, you know, right. you can always have more. That's true. You can always have more. You know. Never hurts. All right, uh, 840. Normally, we do our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week coming up. We're going to do that tomorrow on the program because of some uh, scheduling issues, mm-hmm. uh, some things involving me and not scheduling things. So we, I'll, I'll take full responsibility for it. So we Scheduling will have a, issue or not scheduling, as it were, it, right? Yeah, so we will have a uh, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week with us tomorrow on the program. Blame it on the show. Norm- on the snow. Normally... Normally it would well today mm-hmm. that did have a little impact on it, but part of it was I, I was uh, tardy in making my request. Blame it on the snow. Nobody's gonna know. I know, but I'm. I like to be honest. I like to be fair. Like to be transparent. <laughs> I know. 
So we will have our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week tomorrow at 8.40. Also, uh, Jerry Schimmel will be on the program tomorrow. Nice. One of the voices of the Rockies. Catchers already in camp. They're already in progress. this morning. Fired up, looking forward to another 62 Did they somehow find a way to get Max Scherzer to to show up? Did they they find a way to get him? Nope. Okay. (laughs) But hey, Kyle Freeland's going to be in the World Baseball Classic. That'll be cool. That's good. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. No. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Do you get uh, pumped up for World Baseball Classic? No. I, I just can't either. The only... Uh, I, okay, so that's not... I don't get pumped up about who I watch wins. it and I like watching it, but I don't. it's not like I... I, I if get, I miss it, it's I get fired me. up because it's actual, honest-to-God, competitive baseball. Right, it's not it's just... It's not a spring training yeah. game where it's like, all right... This dude's out here working on his curveball for 45 minutes. And there's a guy out there with the number 98 on. Yeah, whacking it around the yard. You know, it's like this is actual competitive live bullets, for lack of a better term, baseball. That's what I like about it. But it almost feels like it's still because it's during spring training Mm -hmm. this period. It's I don't think it can be an afterthought necessarily. It just doesn't seem to have the sizzle that it should, right? It seems like it should be a much bigger thing than what right. it is. Because it's always like, oh, it's three? Oh, I, okay, I guess we're having another WBC this year. It's three years instead of four or instead of two. It's or, so random. Yeah, it's not like, hey, clockwork mm-hmm. every every three years, every four years. Yeah. Or, you know, in October, it's like, hey, here's America's WBC roster. Then you get to February, it's like, yeah, these 14 guys aren't playing for all these different reasons. So, it's not quite Pro Bowl level of, that guy doesn't deserve to be there. Because there's still, you know, you plug in Kyle Freeland, there's, he's a pretty good pitcher. There's still good names you know. that typically, big names that play but, in the WBC. Yeah. Oh, this is, the 23 Pakoda projections are out for the Rockies. I see on the screen right here. Okay. You want to take a guess? Of? How many wins do you think Pakoda guesses for the Rockies? They get last year they guessed sixty seven and ninety five. Rockies went sixty eight and eighty four. I'm gonna go sixty four. Sixty five. Oh gosh. almost got it. Almost nailed it on the head. Hmm. They have Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies in order. For the National League West. I know. Did you catch uh, Dick Monfort the other day crying about uh, Steve Cohen, the uh, the Mets owner, by guys like him on the Padres? Mm. Guys are spending too much money. Guys are all spending way too much money, making it hard on the rest of us. Yeah, Monfort was crying about that the other day. He spends plenty of money. Yeah, it's just dumb. Spending. Like like you said, it's poor. We've always yeah. said that. It's poor investing. You don't get it and you never will. But I just think it's funny that he said they're crying about everybody else right. spending more money. If oh, you spent a... if you spent yours more wisely, Dick, then maybe your teams wouldn't be where they are. And they might have more money. I have that coming up in four down territory. Okay. I wait that with uh with bated breath. I'm very intri- intrigued by what you have for four down territory. We'll take a break, we'll come back, but first Time to play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is... Yes, we will uh, take a run at this. First correct answer on the Chick-fil-A text line, 970-242-1340. Gets a delicious case 
of New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. And we're looking for this person. In honor of pitchers and catchers reporting, I am a former Colorado Rockies pitcher. I will forever be in Rockies history books as the first ever to do something. I was the first Rockies pitcher to get a three-up, three-down inning all via the strikeout. I got Florida Marlins, Jack Armstrong, Chuck Carr, and Junior Felix in order. May 2nd, 93. Who is it? All right, first correct answer wins a case of New Belgium beer from a high country beverage. Must be 21 or older. If you've won the last two weeks, please send it out. And when you win a contest on the Jim Davis Show, you're qualified for the never-ending contest this month with England Fence. You could win $5,000 toward any Fence products, a pergola, a log archway, entry custom gates, and electric gate operators. You must own your own home. It's about $5,000, as I referenced. EnglandFence.com if you want more details or go to theteam1340.com. Four Down Territories next on the Jim Davis Show. You're listening to The Jim Davis Show on the team, 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. Welcome back, Jim and the Buckeye Boy. This hour of The Jim Davis Show brought to you by Preston Lee, a country financially believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat with him and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. Of course, the show comes from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Time for Four Down Territory. We're into Four Down Territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, first down. Tiger Woods tees off at the uh, Genesis, which uh, Genesis Invitational, of course, infamously the place where he had his horrible car crash, suffered a multitude of injuries. But uh, Tiger back on the tour on a regular basis. So, does Tiger make the cut this weekend at the Genesis Invitational? No. I don't no. think so. I don't think he does either. He also had uh, his presser, and I've got the, the, some choice words for those in the Live Golf Tour for the um, Masters Champions Dinner. Uh-huh. That, um, you know, Tiger's come out and been very, very opposed to the whole Live Golf Tournament thing. And that um, says it's going to be a little tense at the Masters Champions Dinner this year. A little with, bit. With the guys on the uh, the Live Tour that will be playing at the Masters. All right. Second down. And a former Super Bowl coach has been hired by Nick Saban. So Nick Saban, who's hired some some pretty big names in the past. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin and, and, and Steve Sarkeesian and others. Ken Wisenhunt. Interesting. Has joined Alabama staff as a special assistant to Nick Saban. Wizen Hunt was, uh, last two seasons, an offensive analyst at Penn State. So, Ken Wizen Hunt, who uh, this will be a second stint in the SEC, began his coaching career there in 1995. Of course, uh, uh, won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh in 2005. And uh, then was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, got the Cardinals to their first Super Bowl. Or they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Moving on to third down, more Live Golf discussion. Live Golf is on network TV now. The CW Network. That's right. right. 
100% of CW networks in their markets will carry live golf events in 2023. The first from Mexico coming up next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Going to tune in. Going to find out if you have CW <laughs> to watch I some do. live golf. Um, maybe. I don't know. B- busy weekend. Getting ready to move. XFL. Lots of stuff going on. I don't you know. You don't have to watch the XFL. It's not real football. That's not until April. I know. The real football comes yes. up in April. Uh, speaking of TV networks, fourth down. I want to watch the phony football this week. That's weekend, true. You though. might want to watch the fake football. The Hollywood, the Hollywood football. Knockoff. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Sports is on the verge of bankruptcy. That's the Sinclair Broadcast Group with uh, RSN's regional sports networks on a lot of baseball teams. Well, there's an article from Sportico that Warner Brothers Discovery shorted three MLB teams with their Sportsnet AT&T RSNs, including the Astros, the Pirates, and the Colorado Rockies. Ah. Their payments were short. They made the payments, quote-unquote, in a timely fashion, although they were not commensurate with the contracted rates. Uh, It's pushed back a little bit because the Warner Brothers Discovery people say, well, the payments aren't due yet, so they can't be shorted because it's not the due date, which I kind of, sort of, Understand? Yeah, I mean, they, if it's okay, if I owe you money on February twenty fifth, mm-hmm. and I haven't paid you yet, then I haven't shorted you yet. Because right. if that's when the money's due, I, haven't, I don't have to pay till the twenty fifth. That's how that normally works, right? Yeah. And so I haven't shorted you yet because the money isn't come due yet. Due isn't uh, money isn't due till the season starts. So what's the big deal about paying in a timely fashion if you still have six weeks to pay? Exactly. You got the bill. You're like, I'll pay this bill, 60% of it, but I'll pay it. That doesn't that doesn't do anything. So they might be shorted. They might not. Sportico says the payments were – the envelopes were a little light, if, if, if you know what I mean. But they, but they don't have – to pay the entire amount till not due yet. So they should be happy they've got some money right now. Yeah, because they're not the money's not due no, yet. I'm with you. Yeah, but yeah. Are the AT and T RSNs? That's a lot of letters. Are they in trouble now too? Is what awfulannouncing.com thinks. Look for Major League Baseball. This this is a problem. It's it's the problem. With with the regional sport and sports networks first from the media mm-hmm. side of it, yeah, and and how those that that's turned an absolute disaster with you know, various entities buying these RSNs mm-hmm. and 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 baseball teams are reliant on these networks, yep, because it's particularly because it's so regional. Rockies could be down the road, maybe looking for a new home. You never know. Coming up. We'll have uh, hour three in the garage and NASCAR Fred coming up.